Hidley Hoadley Podcast Arenos. Welcome to the Matt McCann Podcast. I'm a writer who is not doing his job and speaking to other creatives instead who are hopefully doing theirs. This week I'm talking to Marcus, aka Yearco's Marcus on the Gram, singer and songwriter from Dublin, ahead of the release of his new single Redemption, and just a few months after the massive success of his debut single Obey, which did over 100,000 listeners in the first month or so. Uh, in this podcast, we talk about the nerves of putting art out into the world, overcoming trials and tribulations in pursuit of your dreams, making your parents proud, the session, songwriting, and then some gig horror stories to top it all off, including a terrible, tragic incident I had with karaoke and the reason why I will never do it again as long as I live. I hope you enjoy it. And if you like the podcast in general, Make sure to click follow on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening. I'd appreciate it. Bo. Yeah, I've been looking forward to fucking. Same, so, me too. Welcome to the show, Marcus. Um, Thank you, man. It's been a hell of a long time, to be fair. I think, Jesus, um, we were probably hanging out in 2016, maybe. I was trying 20, to think when the last time I saw you was 2015. Um, what I was thinking was, I I remember uh, working in Jack and Jones in Dundrum. Yeah. And you coming in and talk, no talk, talking to you casually there. And I yeah. think that was the last time I saw you, man. And that was yeah. probably like 2017 or 2015. <laughs> yeah. But for sure, yeah, 2015, 16 yeah. in the, the Twisted Pepper and whatnot. Good times. Yeah, man, for sure. And definitely up to some different stuff now as well. I mean, I've been so impressed by the music. I Thank you, must have listened to the Redemption tune probably about 20 times in the last 48 hours. Because ah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. such a belter. I Same really like... And something I'd like to talk to you about a bit later is the lyricism in it and stuff. Uh, yeah, cool. Just kind of picking it apart. But how did you get started with music? When Have you been playing for a long time? I'd say relatively late. I think like, I was 19, nearly 20 um, mm-hmm. when I, when I kind of got into music and, and took it really seriously. Bef- mm-hmm. Before that, I kind of had like a very basic level of guitar playing, which like, I think maybe a standard that like quite a few people are on when you do a few lessons mm-hmm. as a kid and you know a few chords and maybe you could play like Wonderwall at a session or something. I was yeah. kind of, I was kind of there, but I always had a passion for, uh, mm-hmm. for writing. And I kind of knew that was kind of the, mm-hmm. my lane and the things I was good at. So I kind of just, yeah. I, I wanted to um, focus my energy and like stuff mm-hmm. on, onto something. And it mm-hmm. kind of, um, yeah, I guess I kind of, like, but like I didn't really get, get into it. To, to, to like be a musician I kind of just fell back into it just mm-hmm. playing ca- playing casually at home and what was the circumstances that kind of brought you to start taking it more seriously and start you know because obviously you've put out two singles now mm. um, the first one Obey and then Redemption and mm. I think there were some more as well that are on the way on the way what was sure, it yeah. that that kind of made you decide to take that step I was so I'd left school and I'd gone into mm-hmm to college and I was yeah. doing an arts degree in UCD, but I was one, yeah. one of the guys that was doing it because they had nothing else to do, you know? And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, so I didn't, I couldn't really see, I didn't, I didn't really have a vision of what I wanted to do when I finished it. And, yeah. and 
then when I started it, I was just failing it, man. I just wasn't good at it. It kind of, it, it reminded me of school. And yeah. I kind of stopped going into college and I would uh, just chill out at home. My, my, my dad would go to work mm-hmm. at like midday. He would, he was kind of working late shifts. So I'd be at home with him. Mm-hmm. And then I'd tell him I was in college at one o'clock or something and he'd go into work. Yeah. And, and then I would just spend the whole day sitting at home. So I didn't want to go, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I didn't want Man, to go to college. That's, that sounds fairly similar to my arts degree as well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that was the time, man. Around that time, I was yeah. just at home mm-hmm. and I kind of started playing around the guitar again. And I just yeah. got really into it, man. I just like, like, yeah. like fell in love with writing music. And I was just mm-hmm. doing that all day then. And it was around mm-hmm. that time I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, uh, it's either now or never if I'm going to kind of commit to something. So I just dropped yeah. everything and got into it then. Yeah. And when you're thinking about doing that, I mean, what's the process for you as a musician? Are you thinking, I need to get an agent, I need to get signed to a label, or I'm going to put stuff out online and I'm going to, you know, build a following? Um, what sort of plan were you thinking? Yeah, well, it's changed so many times, man. I remember when I yeah. started, in my head, it was like, I'm going to practice every day for six months and then I'm going to release yeah. a song. Yeah. And like, it, it was probably like seven years later that, that I released a song, you know? So yeah. I tried things, man. I was doing for a long time. I was like put, putting up a video. I kind of like write little songs at home and put up videos. And maybe mm-hmm. that I was hoping one of them might go viral or something. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that didn't happen. But I, but um, so then, then it was uh, yeah. I guess the plan was just to record music that I was proud of and that I was really happy with, and yeah. wait until I got to that stage mm-hmm. and take my time with it. Yeah, and uh, put that in. And then that's what I did, like like with with Obey. Mm-hmm. That was the first song I put out, but it was probably like the fourth or fifth song that I'd recorded, you know. And I kind of mm-hmm. hadn't put, hadn't put any of the previous stuff out. Mm-hmm. Would and, you say you're a bit of a perfectionist? Do you want to get it like? Yeah, for sure, man. But it would 100%. stem from insecurities. Like it would stem from yeah. like I don't I like I, like mm-hmm. I'm such a harsh critic of myself. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. I I would get very very like. Do you I'd find do it difficult to put the work out there? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, man, yeah, yeah. I struggle yeah, with that myself, man. It's for a long time. It took me like I wouldn't even tell people that I was writing. Like oh, we would have known each other. I would have never said that to anybody. It was like my fucking like a proper secret, basically. You know, man. Until... We were probably both keeping the same secret at the same time. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> probably. <like. laughs> from all the people I've chatted to, we're we're not the only ones that we had secret ideas about people that we wanted to be but maybe when you're in the session and stuff like that it's kind of it's yeah you get caught up in the act of everything and it's crazy man i had mm. it's like um i feel like i had this like image in my head of, of what i thought people thought i yeah. was and then i would try to, mm. to to like play into that and to the yep. extent well i wouldn't even even know yeah. Who I was, where you, know? you get oh man i i know exactly what you're saying it's something i've thought about really over the last while is you build kind of a persona for yourself that kind of works i mean whatever feedback i was getting from other people that's who i was trying to be you know wherever yeah. it was whatever was working but then at a certain point as i got kind of older i was like you know who even am i beyond this yeah you man. Know, but beyond I the know. session dude you're kind of like uh and i, I think know, if you're man. If you're creative and you have that creative drive as well, it, it becomes a real conflict. Was that something you found between sure. partying and music? Yeah, for sure. Like I think I think that like um to do the music, it was like I almost had to like just like mm-hmm. to, like just kind of like break down the pillars of who I thought I was or like the the 
mm-hmm. the role that I would play because it wasn't like I remember when I was doing the new started doing it and um, people they they just I was never a music kid so I was never really associated uh, associated with it and people were kind of like maybe a bit bemused uh, when I started doing it but that was because I kept it such a secret you know that was that was mm. just me that was just like mm-hmm. the whole time I was in school I wouldn't even like you know there were mm-hmm. always kids that would like they were like the singing kids or, or whatever. I would like never the music that. kind of kids or yeah, like man, the kids I, that did I, I, plays. I wasn't and... brave enough to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like when I was yeah. in school, I wouldn't have got up and, and sang in front of anyone or anything yeah. like that. So it was like a great lesson in like, I guess, character building for me as well, where I was yeah. just like kind of had to like swallow my pride with it. And I, I kind of accepted that there would be a period where I'd just be like this guy just sitting in his room writing shitty songs and posting them up on Facebook. And I just, I got to deal with that and get through that period to kind of get onto the next one. Yeah. And that can be a very hard period, man. I mean, I've kind of been doing that myself, trying to build a following online and you're putting stuff out and you might be getting no feedback on it. And it's something that you put a lot of work into and then other stuff works and you're like, I don't know why that works. And then you're trying (laughs) to analyze it and you're like, why is this one working and that one? And then you can get so in your head about it. And then it almost sucks the the soul out of what you're doing. 100%. Man, it takes the life out because then you're always trying to do stuff that people that will, you know, that gravitates for what you think people want. Yeah. I, I find that the difficulty between being successful and being authentic and then being authentic or being successful for being authentic yeah. as an artist yeah it's very tricky yeah um, it can um yeah i'm i'm quite aware of that like um mm-hmm. i'm not great on social media i'm mm-hmm. posting and stuff yeah um but, but i'm trying to change that sorry man i can't remember sorry but i was about to stay yeah no I, I i'm kind of i'm in the same boat really with the online so it's something that interests me a lot is like how people that are artists that are kind of our age, that are younger, that are making kind of a career out of it, you know, what way they think about their industry and what way they think about like with writing these days, like the old way was like, you put something, you send it to an agent, the agent sends it to a publisher, the publisher does it. And then if it does well, you get another deal or something. But yeah, it's different now, isn't it? Now it's like the whole the legs have kind of been blown out of it. So yeah. it's like everybody's rushing just kind of into the internet. And yeah. is it the same for musicians? Like you're just kind of competing in that environment all the time. Yeah, 100%. Like so mm. So with, with music, the way it would have been was like not too long ago, the, the only place you could go and get your music was in, in Golden Discs and yeah. or, or <laughs> yeah, on the radio. That. And that was controlled by, by labels and, and by big companies and stuff. And now it's... Yeah. Now it's not. Now it's like some anyone can go and record a song mm-hmm. and upload it on Spotify. And then all these websites, like from Spotify to Instagram to TikTok, they have algorithms. So it's like stuff takes mm-hmm. off on its own, man. And that's kind of kind of what happened with Obey. And yeah. um, it just went like I just uploaded that myself, and then there were just algorithms that mm-hmm. that picked up on it. So like yeah. for me, I like that that whole the whole new way it works. Mm-hmm. It's it's yep. helped me and it's worked for me and it, yep. it, it really helped me kind of hit the hit the ground running with it. But I can see how, for example, mm-hmm. if you had spent your whole life making money, like say you were selling CDs and you were making yep. all this money, and then you lived through that conversion to Spotify and getting paid for streams, you'd be furious about it, you know. But oh but, yeah. But for mm-hmm. me, it's 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 I don't mind it. But yeah, it's all very uh, all a lot of guerrilla marketing people do when people are just like on on Instagram and doing mm-hmm. their own stuff, and it can be a quite intense like pool to be in, you know. It's kind of like very competitive and oftentimes not 
rewarding in the sense that, I mean, obviously Obey did really well and you had over, I think it was 100,000 streams or something right off the bat, was it? And within, you know... uh, yeah, it hit it hit a hundred a hundred k. I can't remember how how long exactly, but now mm-hmm. it's like it's doing well, man. It's done like like two two hundred and thirty k just just off. Amazing, man. Play. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It blew my mind, man. I was so grateful for everyone, kind of guys that we would know and stuff. Like when, yeah. when I put put the song out, mm-hmm. like it's so scary, man. Releasing anything, like I'm sure sure you know, especially at the very. Oh, start. I know. And yep. you just you don't know how people are going to respond, but people yep. were, were really good good to me with obeying and stuff and it really meant yeah. a lot to me it really did and when you're saying triggering that algorithm was that something you thought about when you were doing it in terms of that you wanted to get people to share it to give it a leg up or to um to do it at a certain time was it something that factored into your decision how you were going to release the single um no but purely because i just didn't understand the industry and stuff like, yeah <laughs> i just didn't man like you're meant to um you meant to like pitch your songs to to Spotify yeah. for playlist places before you oh, release really? them. I, I didn't even mm-hmm. know that you could that, that you could do yeah. that. So I, I just put it up. When I put Obey up, man, it didn't mm-hmm. it they Spotify they didn't like make a an, a separate new artist profile for me. So for the yeah. first two weeks it was on this Spanish dude called Marcus's uh, oh, profile. Shit. And I was like emailing Spotify. I was like, here like this is my first song sort of I just signed this Spanish dude's team <laughs> no so I was just like dude I was complete, completely new to it man and, and yeah. it just um, but then I think what hit off the algorithms was um, people people sharing it and and, yeah. and that um, and I think I got a video for it I think, I think that, that that helped as well yeah. and mm-hmm. it just went well man it's hard to put my finger on, on, on why it went well and when it was going like the first two weeks it was out like i couldn't mm-hmm. believe it you know and i was on i was on cloud nine yeah well it's also i mean it's a really good track like so it's <laughs> yeah. it's not surprising that something yeah. like that would catch on and particularly with the video as well is very good and mm. um, and the style that you have which is something i was kind of gonna ask you about kind of like I'd, I'd read one of the hot press articles and it was saying like hip-hop infused folk music yeah is is that just a magazine talking shite or is that something that you're actually like, is, is that how you think of it? Uh, it's not how I, how, how, how I would pitch it, but, but when yeah. I read that, I thought that that was a kind of cool way. Like I definitely yeah. listen to a lot of hip hop and yeah. um, like there's definitely hip hop elements mm-hmm. in, I'd say more so Redemption than, than in Obey. Yeah. Like in, in yeah. Redemption, there's these like mm-hmm. um, turntables and, and they were, to, where they came from was we, we were, recording it and i put i was in with a producer and i pulled up at uh, doomsday by mf doom and he has all oh, these like pew, 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 turntables in it and i was like can we put these in and then like with drum sounds and stuff like mm-hmm. 808 drums and things i'd always yeah. be kind of leaning towards that sort of drum sound and sub bass and things which i guess are all hip-hop elements and i think that kind of mm-hmm. the way i write is a bit hip-hop inspired man just because it's, it's kind of what i listen to you know yeah, it definitely gives it that flavor that's a little bit more than like, it's it's not like normal indie music. But yeah. that's what I found very distinctive, even with just the two tunes that I've heard. Yeah, there is a, a real style to them. Um, was that something you came into it with or has that developed? Like, do you, after Obey, did you look at it and go, okay, this kind of sound is something I want to continue with? Like, are you kind of editing it as you're uh, going? I'd say uh, before Obey came out, I had kind of settled on that sound. Like, mm-hmm. as I was saying, I'd done, I had recorded music before, yeah. but I'd never put it out. And they would have been mm-hmm. like, those songs probably would have sounded like very typical yeah. indie bands. 
yeah. and and stuff like this. And um, mm-hmm. and then I I was really conscious of developing my own sound and I wanted my own yeah. thing. So so it took a while to get that. But I remember it was the, around the time that um we we recorded Obey. That was when I kind of broke through that war and I was kind of confident enough to like nice. put my opinion in in the studio. Yeah. And then yeah. we got a sound that I was happy with and that I felt that I had like mm-hmm. contributed towards. And then since then, it, it's gotten a lot easier for me and I've gotten better in the studio. And yeah. all, the, all the new stuff has gone like a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in that in that same universe as Redemption and Obey. And it kind of fits in quite easily. It's just sort of what comes out now if I go into a studio. That's awesome, man. It sounds like you've hit a real kind of slipstream there. Was that when you released Obey, was that a big moment for you in that you'd obviously if you'd made this other music and not released it you know what in your mind was different about it was it just the song itself you were like fuck i gotta release this or was it just time ticking along it was, was both some- man yeah it yeah. was both like for sure mm-hmm. for sure the song and um, mm-hmm. i was like yeah i gotta release this but also i was like if not now then when you know i was like yeah. quite because I can be such a such a harsh crit, critic of myself. I was like, if I yeah. sit on this any longer, I'm gonna like start yeah. nitpicking at it, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. wanna do it again. So it was kind of, but it was scary, man, putting it out. Like, and it was the same with, yeah. with Redemption the other week, man. Like, mm-hmm. I like I didn't want to get out of bed the morning Redemption went live because I just like yep. I was just like, oh, not this shit again. Like, <laughs> oh no, I'm just so spooked by it. Yeah, but just that's spooked, the thing. Like, yeah. I find that man because I'm obviously like with the podcast and with the blog and what I've been doing and particularly with writing a lot of the time you're really putting yourself out there like you're very much completely yeah completely it's your your inner thoughts really that you're giving to people so um it can be very worrying like oh what will people think of me what are they going to do and I kind of at a certain point I think during my MA because we had to read out a lot of our work to people yeah um, and you were kind of always getting notes on stuff I just Mm -hmm. kind of detached myself from the work at a certain point yeah it's just like the work is the work so if people talk shit about it it's that it's not me I'm not exactly. like that just means I'm a shitty writer it doesn't mean I'm a <laughs> shitty person like it's not a it's not yeah. a reflection of my actual worth as a person but that's that t- took me a very long time to do I think as an artist your work can kind of end up being like a like your arm or something that you have to stick out there <laughs> that could get cut off like yeah uh, literally but I've been there before, like when I when I was like, um, mm-hmm. uh, when I, when I was like before releasing music properly, and I do these like I like record, I like write a song, man, and I record mm-hmm. it on my phone, and then I put it on Facebook, and it would be some of the scariest moments of my life. But, <laughs> I, but I was doing it because I because of how much it scared me, and I was like, look, if you're yeah. gonna do music, like mm-hmm. you gotta just bite the bullet and put it out there. But I had some videos, yeah. man, that I would go like I would spend like two weeks writing this song, man, and then I spend. Yeah a full day trying to get the right take for the video and then I'll yeah. put it up on Facebook and it will get like two likes or something, you know? And then I'll be oh, like, man, oh, no, I'm I... the fucking worst songwriter <laughs> in the world and all this shit. But you just got to pick yourself back up and go like... I know. That is the, it's the grind, man. And I think nowadays as well, because of the technology, because there's so much stuff out there, like people are absolutely, like we're so overwhelmed with content constantly. Yeah that sometimes stuff just slips by. So I know, that, and it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, scary putting stuff out because that's yeah, always the possibility. And I've so seen, possible. I've seen, like, great artists, man, great, great songwriters put stuff yeah. out, and yeah. I've, it falls on deaf ears, man, and, like, yeah. my heart goes out to them because it's just, it's yeah. just, the, uh, it's just yeah. the industry and, and the kind of the environment that it's in there. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose it's important that 
podcast I did last week with um, my mate Philly, who's we're both big fans of Stoicism, and we've been reading a lot of these kind of like ancient philosophers for mental health stuff. Nice, and the, yeah, ma- cool. the main kind of thing about Stoicism is like separating what you can control from what you can't control. Yeah. Um, what you can control is always your actions and your yeah. judgments. But what yeah. you can't control is everything else. Yeah. So a lot of the time, I'll just try and focus on what I'm doing. And then whatever happens is what happens. I mean, there's always like all these unexpected shyness. Like when I released that book and because of Brexit, uh, nobody in Ireland could buy it. Oh my God. Like I nearly, I've never been so red in the face. Like I just like, man, trying to ring Amazon customer service, (laughs) just like this is fucked. Like I I know those kind of problems. Oh, spending eight months writing a book and then nobody can fucking buy it. Yeah, but it seemed to go well, right? It seemed to go good. It went, yeah, it went really well. I saw a lot, and a lot of people have been really into it as well, which is kind of the main thing. I must pick up a copy, man. Yeah, I I, I must get onto it. Yeah, I was thinking about doing an audio book as well for people possibly at some point. See, I'm an uh, audio book guy. I'm not a big reader, but I have Yeah, (laughs) uh, everybody loves the kind of audible and yeah, it's a bit more flexible, kind of like a podcast, I suppose. But but that, like what you were saying about Bob what you can control and what you can't like that was what yeah. got me out of bed the day that redemption came out where i was like mm-hmm. oh i was like this is going to be like a long day going to be looking at my phone all day yeah um but yeah. then i was like right like all i have to do and all i can control it i just have to go and post this on fucking instagram mm-hmm. and on facebook and then yeah. it's either going to go really well or it's going to go really badly or it's yeah. going to go somewhere in between yeah. like i'm still gonna like eat my dinner and go to bed tonight you know yeah. So it was just kind of that. That's then you just do it, and you kind of. That's that, the mentality, man. That's, that's the it. attitude, and yeah. it puts you in that state of kind of surrender, you know, that you kind of need to be in sometimes just to get something done. You need to yeah. just kind of just surrender to the circumstance and let and I think whatever, for, whatever's going to happen happen. Yeah, for artists making that a practice, so that's like a habit that you're in, where you're every time you're doing it, that's your kind of game plan. Yeah, because I I find it really useful releasing stuff like on schedule a lot because i wouldn't have done that really a lot like yeah obviously writing you're just in your room on your own nobody yeah. sees it until it's actually put out in front of them yeah so having to do it all the time has made kind of desensitized me a bit to it it's like if you yeah. do it rarely it's always a bigger kind of thing in your head but um did you find with the session did that um prov- did it make you more creative or less creative did it make it more difficult to you know do you think it contributed to your your music? I look back on that period of my life and kind of mm-hmm. on the session um, mm-hmm. quite romantically, you know? Like there, yeah. it, it, there, there was kind of like a lot of, a lot of fun and kind of an innocence to it at, at that yeah. age anyway. Yeah. And I, I think that that, that mm-hmm. definitely uh, inspired yeah. music that, that, that I've written and, and music mm-hmm. that I've put out. Yeah. Um, so like I certainly wouldn't change anything in, in terms yeah. of creativity. Man, mm-hmm. going, going out and, and staying staying out for two days like it's not it's not gonna help you creatively <laughs> you're not like <laughs> no yeah you're not really doing very much no, after but, that are you but, um, <laughs> <laughs> certainly not but like I, I think for sure like um it's given me an angle to kind of write yeah. from i think mm-hmm. and kind of inspired because you were saying that about redemption that's something i kind of wanted that to be the theme of this podcast really sure, yeah was redemption because it's so it's something that I think about all the time. It's always a big theme in my work when yeah, I write. Man. And I was writing a novel as well that's about redemption because, nice. you know, where do we go for it anymore? I mean, it used to be that you went to the church, you said a few yeah. Hail Marys, 
yeah, bam, you're forgiven. But these days, there isn't really any platform for redemption. And I mean, there's plenty of things where, you know, cancel culture and things like that, where yeah. people aren't forgiven for anything. Yeah. So I, I wonder what did... That's a good point. Yeah, what was it about redemption that attracted you to this song or that that idea? Yeah, um, uh, for me, I guess redemption it, 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 it's it's about kind of making peace with things yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that was kind of the reason people would go to confession as well. Like it was like mm-hmm. it's going to take this weight off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess like where where do people go for redemption? I guess just just in, in their own lives. And, and for me, it was gradual. Mm-hmm. It was like I felt like like mm-hmm. I felt like there was it was touch and go with me for a while. Like with, with my parents, mm-hmm. I think as well, where they mm-hmm. no one really knew what what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have have any clear focus. And then mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of trouble now when I was younger as well. And and mm-hmm. um, that is is kind of sometimes that kind of just stays on, on, on the back of your mind. So when I was doing mm-hmm. the music, I was always mm-hmm. very aware that if this was something I could do properly and um, that I mm-hmm. that I'd have a chance, you know, making my mum really proud and getting get my mum and dad really excited mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, and just showing them that kind of the opposite of what they might sorry, man, sorry, the opposite of what they mm-hmm. might have believed before where it would have been like mm-hmm. That, that I don't have direction, just kind of re- redeem myself in, in their eyes and, and yeah. in, in my own mind because, you yeah. know, when you're not, like, doing, when, mm-hmm. when you're not doing anything with yourself or with your life, mm-hmm. it, you, you end up feeling pretty down on yourself, you know? Which yeah, and that good. can have the opposite effect where it becomes harder to do things the more you're, yeah, you know, the more guilt you feel and the more pressure. Yeah, 100%, man, but, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that whole song, I guess, like I, I like that. That's what it was, but like mm-hmm. that, it just kind of like, and I think I, got, I came across. I think like I got the message across in it. Well, certainly you could you feel something very deep from it, but also that it's cathartic in a way. I I did feel there's a sense of there is something about art and creating things. I always find that I almost have to make something about an event in my life just to make sense of it or to yeah. like yeah. move on from it. It's yeah, like, I can't sure. process stuff yeah. without actually making something about it. And particularly that time as a young fella getting in trouble and stuff, I probably have a similar kind of story where it'd be, mm. you know, parents worried about me and causing trouble and yeah, um, the feelings of guilt from that. And I suppose the uncertainty about the future and especially when you are an artist, you're like, you know, making it as an artist is an uncertain yeah. project. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a wild path. Yeah. And it's kind of to find that redemption in your art while you're making it is something that's, was it something that you'd made? Was it something you thought about before this song or was it just a motivation throughout your, your kind of journey in music? Um, it definitely a motivation throughout my journey in the sense mm-hmm. of like just doing right by myself and, and yeah. just um, mm-hmm. yeah definitely motivation man I had that line uh, I hope I don't sound too distasteful if I sing redemption I had that yeah. ages it was from an old song uh-huh. um, so I guess I've visit, visited that team before mm-hmm. and then um, it kind of all came together in, in this one did your parents listen to the song? Yeah, they love it, man. Yeah, they're they so love it. like so like supportive of me. And like at the mm-hmm. start, 
they've all, don't get me wrong, man, the boys been supportive of me, but like at the start, yeah. they want what's best for you, and especially when you get into a game like this late. Yeah. And um, they <laughs> they they want what's best for you. So if they they see now that it's kind of going in, in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So they are hundred percent behind that man. And like my mum like listens to much music more than anyone. Like she's just like Yeah. Uh, she lives in a in a Istanbul, like and I uh-huh. I have this uh, thing Spotify for artists and you can see your insights man. And I can yeah. see how many streams I get in Istanbul and like I know <laughs> I know that it's her like You know you don't have a massive following yeah, in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's class. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um and I wanted to ask you about um, what's your songwriting process? I mean, what? how do you think about, are you saying it's kind of influenced by rap? When you sit down, do you have a rhyme scheme? Do you just start off line by line? How do you do it? I just, I just start off, man. I had this period of, of um, I'd say six years where I, would, I was writing every day, mm-hmm. like every day, man. And uh, yeah, about six years, man. And, and then I'm still, and uh, I just de- developed, I guess, songwriting just through that, ju- just through trying yeah. and error. And now mm-hmm. these days, man, like I'll be the first to admit, sometimes I feel like my foot's off the pedal and I don't write with the intensity that, that I did then. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like the the hours that I put in then, they, they kind of, they still serve me now. They stick to you. It seems like with music, I mean, people go through that period where they write a lot and then sometimes it comes naturally to them after that period i i'm quite interested i suppose from uh, a writing perspective of you know how are are you thinking about a particular issue will it be something that's in your life that you come across that inspires you um i'm interested in how how writing started for you or how how writing yeah um, um it started for me man i used to just get really stoned and just play the guitar yeah. i just play like three yeah. chords and just start mm-hmm. like humming over it, I guess, and then that would kind of yeah. turn into lyrics. But I, yeah, I I have had times where I have had a topic that I want to write about, and I'll sit down to write mm-hmm. about it. But that yeah. that would be rare. I'd say I'd say it would be more so. I mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. start singing, man, and and stuff just kind of comes together. And sometimes it's not until after the song is done that I kind of listen back to it, and I'm like, oh right, I'm talking about this, you know. And I didn't even really really get that at the time. Yeah, it's kind of mysterious to what it's you're weird, actually man. on Sometimes about. Sometimes I feel like I'm not even the one writing it. It's well, when oh, I get into that yeah. like flow state, it's like wait, now. Don't get me wrong. There's yeah. times, there's times where I'm not like that, and it very <laughs> much is me writing it. You know, but, but yeah, sometimes yeah, you get yeah. that that weird spot, and something comes mm-hmm. out, and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? That's the very interesting thing about writing. I find even myself, I, you can write things and. It just doesn't even feel like you're coming up with it. It's like you're just a conduit. Yeah. for a story or like with stories i like i have to figure them out as i do them so it's like you're stephen king described it as like you're digging out like a an archaeological site or something you're just yeah. finding all this shit well yeah it. that's a good way of, that's kind of what it is like isn't it but you're like well how does that work i mean because no, it's, I mean, it's bizarre man it's crazy like um it, yeah it's i think about it Do you ever hear these like freestyle rappers man and they're like yeah and like they and they'll just go on the spot and they'll start rapping. Like you find some good guys on YouTube, and there's no time there for them to think about what they're going to say. Man, these things yeah. are just coming out of their mouth. Like, yeah, I think that's kind of like a way of watching it in real time. When you see these guys yeah. that are just so in in that kind of flow state, I guess it is, mm-hmm. and just get in the moment. And I guess it's kind of like the, maybe you see it in sports and stuff as well. Like, yeah, 
like I know that, that I know that you're in, in, into like boxing and stuff and like yeah. when yeah. so, sometimes someone might like land a counter or something and like they didn't yeah. like where did that come from they didn't they they're didn't like go, oh there's a in the matrix and yeah exactly no, yeah it's just yeah, that exactly. flow state I guess it is yeah it's kind of unthinking and it just kind of it just emerges out but I suppose training as well particularly for fighting but also for writing because your voice gets stronger the more you write yeah I found when when I started off the way I wrote was very um well it was kind of I suppose at the time I thought it was great now I think it's shit but um, (laughs) we all do we all the um the voice changes and you feel like it becomes your own it becomes more you the words that you're saying it's almost like a way of chipping away all the bullshit in your brain yeah, yeah. and trying to get to the root of your own voice do you yeah. think you've found your voice in these songs it certainly seems like you have yeah like redemption and i'll day for sure man but like i've i've, mm-hmm. I've sung where i haven't you know and that's why i'm yeah. very i'm very picky with, with what i put out and i have yeah. some more songs recorded ready to go where i feel like i've yeah. got my voice in them you know but, Are you um, thinking about doing an EP or so? Yeah, uh, it's an, an EP. So the, these songs, mm-hmm. like, they're coming off an EP, which is going to come out yep. in July. So I, July, uh, Sick. yeah. So I've another single now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I sorry, when is it? So starting next month, the ninth. So just yeah. just under a month, and then yeah. what is that? is that June? Is it? Yeah, that's June. So then another one at the end of June, and then the EP in July. Sick. Yeah. Nice. So I can't wait to do them, and I've been. I've, yeah. It's been like a year in the works because. Yeah. When I did Obey and I put Obey out and I had to have anything else ready and then Obey took off and I was like, fuck, I need to go record. Fuck, I should have had that EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just like took a year off uh, and I was like, yeah. rather than put out something half hours I was like, yeah. right, I'm just going to uh, do this properly. And I'm glad I did because I've, I've a body of work there now which kind of gives yeah. I feel like I can kind of chill out a little bit. And would you think about touring with it, doing gigs Oh, I'd love to manage the dream, like to, to do to to do all that. So we'll see now when um, mm-hmm. COVID end, ends. But um, for sure, man, Dublin, man, I'll start gigging right off the bat. Like I've, I've been doing open mics for a yeah. long time around here, and now like uh, gonna get a little band together and mm-hmm. start start doing it live, you know. But yeah, for sure, man. Like I want to do, I want to do everything with it. Nice, that's awesome. I'd love to see you on stage after so, all this yeah, show. Yeah, you gotta come. That'd be class. Yeah. Um, so there were some lyrics that I was interested in when I was mm. listening to Redemption that I wanted to ask you about, even just to see what I'm thinking about them and then see what you were thinking yeah, about them. To kind of, um, there was one that really struck me. Uh, I know you've been there so empty in the evenings. Yeah. That uh, really struck me because I, I suppose how I was thinking about that yeah. was like a Saturday night when you're absolutely dying for like you know, to go out and then you suddenly, you know, like it gets to a certain point and you're like, fuck, I need to go out on the session. Yeah. It's, that's what kind of came to my mind, but I'm interested in what you were, you know, yeah, what, what does it mean? It's, it's a bit of that, man. Um, mm. It's just, it's just like we were saying, like we've all been there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, empty in yeah. the evenings, like, yeah, it can mean, yeah. mean that, how you interpret it or it can mean just feeling mm-hmm. a bit down or, or, or just a bit empty. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, for sure, man, you know the feeling when, 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 when you've been out drinking all night and then the next day, the evening, <laughs> then, man, yeah, you're, you're there two pizzas deep watching Netflix. Like, and you're like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was another. I actually don't have the full quote here, but um, this hole I've been in. Yeah, this um, hole, this hole I'm in is where I've been. Yeah, 
it's the same thing, man. Again, like I yeah. think it's difficult for me to say exactly what these things mean. I like to kind mm-hmm. of like, um, yeah, not be too specific when I write because, like, I love the fact that, that you're you're able to interpret these things and take your own yeah. meaning from them. And I think that that's really mm-hmm. important with music to kind yeah. of be a little bit open ended with things mm-hmm. and then um, mm-hmm. kind of tell. I heard a great quote before, man, and I think I think it yeah. was um, Elliot Smith who said it, and it was like, mm-hmm. so it was it was like. My songs, they're just a series of images painted with words. And yeah. that's kind of like what I try, try to do with music, where it's just kind of like painting like images. Yeah. And and that, like this, this whole I mean is where I've been, like that's just like, yeah, I've been down, like this is where I've been feeling mm-hmm. a bit low. But it can, it can mean like a, a million things mm-hmm. to, to, to um, different I people. I think that's I part of the fun of the song as well, because it did really strike me how many bits of it I was wondering about and i was thinking kind of that felt very personal and i guess i was relating to them in my own way and then kind of obviously projecting my own emotions onto them yeah. and that's what made it so Deadly, um, I'm delighted to hear that actually. yeah such a such a i suppose attractive song and mm. so addictive as well yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. sweet and what for other tunes that you're doing, is there a similar kind of theme? Is there any theme for the EP that you're working on? Are they all just different tracks with their yeah, own Yeah, it's just a collection, man, of, of, of yeah. like songs that I've written over mm-hmm. the years and kind of like ones that worked in the studio because there's some songs that I've written and like they're good songs, but just mm-hmm. in that limited time you're in the studio doing them, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't create what you wanted to create. So this was just like in, in that year since Obey came out. Um, yeah. I just tried a lot of songs and the ones that sounded the best that came out but like the, the running theme throughout everything I write I, I guess is kind of just kind of finding yourself and kind of just like navigating the world as you grow up and I I guess like the theme of my music is like my life so 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 that's mm-hmm. the theme of the EP I guess that would be the theme of everything yeah is there a name for the EP yeah, man, I have. I keep changing. I have a total one. Yet. <laughs> yeah, we got that one. Yeah, <laughs> I was, the one I'm thinking right now. I want to call it. I'm not real. Um, yeah, I think that sounds cool. I'm not real. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I might. I might just pick a name of one of the songs and the EP and call it after that. I just call it that. Yeah, yeah. and I had I had the same problem with the collection of short stories I did. Where I did about <laughs> forty five names. That's the name of, of the <laughs> yeah, story, right? yeah, it's yeah. One of the stories in it. I was like, all right, fuck it. It just it's makes a good more name, sense. <laughs> yeah, the cover is deadly as well, man. Yeah, that was my mate James did it. I had him James on the podcast. Carter, is it? James Carter, yeah. I um, name, yeah. He's over in Berlin uh, doing his art, doing real kind of like psychedelic abstract stuff. I've seen him on Instagram and stuff, yeah. Yeah, really interesting stuff, man. So I got him to do it and wrecked his head for about two months, <laughs> chasing him for it. I'd say he will never do another book cover again man, in his entire life. That's me right now, like, because I, yeah. I like fucking beg, borrow, and stole my way to the CP. So I have like lads I was in yeah. school with doing the artwork and stuff. Jordan yeah. Hellsman's is doing the artwork yeah. to the guy who's in school with man, but he's like <laughs> busy. He's like a yep. like he's like a fucking designer, man, and he's full time yep. and he's working. Mm. And then I'm, I'm just doing his DMs like, hey man, do you think you can do this like artwork for me today? <laughs> he's yeah. just like, here, I'll call you. <laughs> oh man it's the worst like yeah especially yeah. if people are helping you out i mean fair enough if you're paying people but if people are helping you out and doing stuff for free and you're like hey man any chance to uh, yeah get this done today and, and you're like and you fuck want, you and, and you want everything to, to, to be like as good as it can yeah. be you know so yeah. like you, you do end up going, going back back to revising shit but not I, yeah. that, that probably sounds like i think jordan's sick me jordan's not but what i was what i was saying mm. there was I've done it with everyone, man. I've done it with the 
photographers. Yeah. I've done it with the fucking music producers. Like I wreck everyone's head, man. Just like fucking come on. Yeah, back there's to a doing. lot of people involved with music as well. I mean, yeah. the video, the video for Redemption was sick, man. Was that something you were involved in, or you just uh, man, got that was to like make the it? fucking that was a blessing. Like that was um, unbelievable. This guy, uh, a friend of a friend, essentially had just he lives yeah. in New York and he just finished an animation degree, and yeah. he liked Obey and or he was shown Obey and he liked it and yeah um he went like 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 I paid him for it but he went above and beyond what he was paid to do you know oh like man, I don't so think I would good. have been able to afford that at face value what what he did yeah. for it. so like I'm really grateful for it that is yeah it's a great work I don't know what his name is but I can you plug and Creed it up, is his name yeah he's brilliant Creed. yeah really good man amazing Seriously. yeah he's a big future ahead mm-hmm. of him I'd imagine yeah yeah for sure and with music videos um You've shot Obey was one that you actually did yourself. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say myself. I did that with um, um, a guy I know called Alan Dunn. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, he did. He did the whole thing. Really, he did it. Mm-hmm. I was working in Base Pizza, and uh, yeah, so was he, man. But we were both like, mm-hmm. he was doing the the film thing, and I was doing the music thing. So the fucking people, yeah. we were just there to fucking. Get just by, fucking you know? after base pizza you're like man oh, fucking. yeah yeah. <laughs> he ended up doing, yeah he ended up doing that that video and again man i was uh-huh. so lucky because this guy just did it for next to fucking nothing man yeah and, and just came back with this brilliant thing so mm-hmm. like i've been so lucky man even with the like producers that i've worked with yeah um mm-hmm. it's just yeah i've just made some like really good relationships and and, and that and, and they work really well yeah. uh, and i'm i'm really lucky and grateful to, to have them it's something I've noticed, like so many of my mates and stuff are all creatives and we never really realized that when we're out on the session together, you're just like, oh yeah, just, just my mates. But then yeah. you kind of look back and you're like, holy shit, I met so many people. Yeah, yeah all, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the, you can collab and everything. Like. All the artsy people and you were yeah. just out hooking on the rip every weekend with them. You're like, oh shit, yeah, you're no, actually no. really talented. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what, what lessons have you learned from from the whole music like if you could go back to yourself at the start of this journey yeah what what is it you'd tell marcus what would you say oh well um i just say keep going like um what lesson have i learned like the uh just just uh to stick things out and to follow Mm -hmm. your your passion and and your gut Mm -hmm. and to persevere and take the good with the bad because mm-hmm. you can't win them all, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's part of it. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd also, man, I'd also say, man, don't take yourself so seriously because I, and that's mm-hmm. the advice I give to myself today as well. is like, stop taking mm-hmm. yourself so seriously because I mm-hmm. can do that and I can get too caught up in like, the reception that things are getting and if something's not going as well as I wanted to, I can let yeah. that ruin my day, man, which it should mm-hmm. never do, you know? And yeah. it should it should all be fun and it should all be passion and, and it should all be love. So that's the other thing I'd say to myself is just, yeah. you know, fuck, like have have fun with it. Like there's no point doing anything if if you're not on some level enjoying it. Now, I, don't get me wrong, like there's the grind, obviously in the grind is going to be, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but you can mm-hmm. kind of enjoy the grind as well in, in the mm-hmm. sense that you're kind of, it's just part of your story. Like, yeah i feel you there and especially with like social media and stuff like that the the competitive aspect of it can absolutely ruin what you're doing i think there's loads of people at the moment loads of creatives loads of people just in general that are just ruining their lives with social media where like you just look at stuff and you're like ah they have fucking this many followers and they're doing this and you're like 
it's this just kind of seedy, like almost self-harm with the internet. Yeah. I try to, to just wish everyone the best, man, in, in this game. Yeah. Like the way I look mm-hmm. at it, it's just like, mm-hmm. like, the, like everyone has the right to pursue a passion and everyone has the mm-hmm. right to, to be successful at it. And yeah. no one being successful is going to take anything away from mm-hmm. me or mm-hmm. anything, man. So, yeah. And, so I try to just like wish everyone the best, mm-hmm. but like we're human. So obviously there's a competitive nature. And when you see yeah. someone doing something, you might be like, oh, fuck my boy. Like I want that. But like, yeah. it's like, it's just silly, man. It's just, you got it. You got it. It is, man. It's childish. Well, and it, but, it ruins, it ruins it for yourself. What would, what would success look like for you in music? Uh, it would just be, man, it would just be, um, being, getting paid enough to, to live on it. And, um, same man that's mm-hmm. actually secondary like for me success in yeah. music is like people hearing the song and people resonating yeah. with the songs and yeah. people enjoying it and just having that connection yeah. and yeah. like that means more to me than anything man i remember with obey yeah. i was getting like messages from people in different countries like i get the odd message from people uh yeah. saying saying things like and, and i was just like well, i remember like a, like a woman was like oh this song will always remind me of like the the week my daughter was born because that was the first time I heard that. Wow! Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, that's insane. Like, <laughs> that's so stuff cool. like that is amazing. Yeah. So like that, like yeah. I just I just want to like, yeah. Uh, I just I just success for me, man. It's just having mm-hmm. fun with it, I guess, as well. Yeah. And then um, just seeing seeing how far I can take it. And is it something that I mean with? With your live music, is that something that comes into it a lot where you get to actually play for people and you get that response in yeah. person? Yeah, yeah. I had like the the live circuit has been such a journey for me because mm-hmm. and when I started going to like open mics and stuff, yeah, like man, I was weak, you know, like I would like I'd be mm-hmm. playing songs and people wouldn't hear me. They wouldn't know when I had finished because they hadn't been paying attention. Everyone would be talking in the pub. And then I'd finish and no one would clap because no one even realized that I had finished. Oh, I swear to God, man, that was so my rough. life, man, for like two and years. And were you man. nervous about it? Did you, yeah, I for mean, sure. I used to have stage. to get locked. I used to have to get hammered yeah. to get up, man. I'd have to have like five yeah. points and I'd be like, I've like fallen into amps and everything on stage. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I've like man, tripped over is... wires and everything, man. Yeah, it's always a big one, isn't it? Like playing on stage yeah, and but, get, but now I love it. Now it's now yeah. I love it, man. And it got and it mm-hmm. was so rewarding because like I could mm-hmm. see in real time me going from yeah. getting no response to getting a bit of yeah. a response to like mm-hmm. getting a getting a real response. And And do you think that confidence is built up from just doing it regularly? A hundred percent, man. It was the two most difficult things for me to do were, were posting videos of me singing on Facebook and going to open mic nights, but I made yeah. myself do them anyway. And it, it, yeah. it, it uh, I think that's the way to do it. You just got to kind of face things head on. I think if they're really scary. That's amazing, man. And particularly like zeroing in on the things that are toughest for you, that are absolutely like the big, because oftentimes that's the thing you really need to do. Yeah. You know? It's never like, oh, that's not that important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. I've had some like, open mic moments that I've still cringe thinking about now but I've been oh, yeah. some, any, some really any you want to share with the people that were absolutely awful or? <laughs> yeah yeah I'll go um, I had one man I was um, got a message on Facebook one day from this dude and he was like he was like oh hey man fucking love your music and yeah. I'm like running a gig in I think it was the tram line one of these some new bar in town anyway he was like I'm running yeah. a gig there he's like I'd love to book it in and play it and I tried to write to this guy I was like 
I was like, yeah, like, who's on the bill? Like, who else is playing? Like, can you give me, like, a bit more information? And he was being mm. quite short with me. He was just like, yeah. do you want to, like, play or not? I was like, it's in the da-da-da. And then he was also something that was like, you got to sell tickets for it. And if you sell 20 tickets, every ticket after the 20, you get the money for it. So, like, if you sell 21 tickets, you get to keep money from you one of profit. them. You know, that kind of thing. Man. Anyway, yeah. I, like, yeah. my gut was telling me not to do this game. This is dodgy. <laughs> but I was like, fucking, uh, I was like, fuck it. I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to do this anyway. I just decided to do it. Yep. And I went, man, and I gathered a load of, like, friends of mine to come and see me play and all this stuff. <laughs> and I went in, down into this bar, like, got the little film yeah. on my guitar and everything, like, and got down. And this guy, he was just running this racket where he had, had like, yeah. he had, like, booked the place out from, like, 12 o'clock that afternoon to, like, yeah. midnight. And he had just gone and found every, like, amateur artist desperate for gigs <laughs> on fucking facebook and had like invited no. them all to come and play this gig so it was an under 18s event from like midday until like six or something where they just had all yeah. these like junior bands playing and then yeah. after that it was just like a conveyor belt of like um kind of like like young like just just people that had been duped into coming to do this gig man so <laughs> i went i went down first of all i thought that like this was my gig and there were like yeah. th- three other people playing at it, or I was supporting some band or something yeah. that's the first thing I thought so I pulled up at this place man with my, with my pals man and like people on the scene you know like, mm. and it's just like this like fucking I don't know fire like anyway so I then I get I get up then they had two stages man they had this like li- little like acoustic stage where there were like mm. people on and then they had like this big stage for bands and all this stuff like yeah. and then the guy comes up to me and he was like he was like, uh, oh, he was like, you were meant to be on this little stage, but we've had someone pull out on the big stage. Like, do you want to go up on the fucking big stage? Like, I was like, yeah, come on, I'll do it anyway. I was like, I'll go up and play there. I went up there, man, and it was just like me and the guitar in this like giant room, and the sound was, was shit. The stage was way too big for me on it. And, and while I was playing, the night like switched into like a club night. You know, and all these people started like arriving into the thing, man. And then suddenly there's all these like yeah. coked up little fucking lads like r- running around the thing and all getting drinks and all, man. And it was just like I didn't play like on my end, I didn't play a good gig. But on the other end, it was like you know, I just felt like this guy had duped me, and I was fucking yeah. I just like played a bad gig in front of all these people now. And like, exactly. I was gonna say, like, man, you need therapy after that. Yeah, like, man, but, uh, proper but, traumatized. Like, yeah, I just like, and then <laughs> I, and then like, yeah, it just sucked, man. And I remember like the next yeah. day, like, I was like, oh, fuck that. But like, then I've had some brilliant gigs, man. Like, I've like, mm-hmm. like, only like a year after that, man, I was playing at the Ruby session, which was this just brilliant gig that they do in town. <laughs> and that was like incredible. And I remember after the Ruby session, I was thinking back at the, the that gig that I played like a year or so before, and I was just like, "Look, it's all part of it. Like you're gonna take the good with the bad." If I had quit after that, I would have never got to play this great gig in the Ruby sessions. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes your, your your skin a bit thicker as well, then because you're like, right, I've been through probably as bad as I can get. Like, yeah, man, you have to survive those ones to weather yeah. the storm, and then you're a bit more battle hardened for the actual you'll appreciate the good ones. It just reminded me of the only time, the only on stage performance that I've actually done. Um, 
in Albufera with a couple of my mates. Okay. And uh, one of my mates signed us up for fucking karaoke <laughs> and didn't tell us about it. Like we were at this point, I'd say we we're about eight, nine pints deep. Okay. And uh, he's like, all right, I've signed us up for karaoke. Uh, we're going on in a minute. And we were like, oh, what's the song? Like, and he was like, ah, oh, you'll find out when we get there. <laughs> so we get up in this room with like, I'd say 40 people, like all these like English families on holidays <laughs> and like middle-aged people that are pissed drunk. Yeah. And uh, the song comes on and it's Bob the Builder. <laughs> and so the four of us have to fucking sing Bob the Builder to this crowd that does not like us at all. Like, so we're just like shouting like, Bob the Builder, can he... And then uh, when we finish, there's just dead silence. And some guy at the back just goes, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just had to, we just walked straight out of the bar and never went back to it. <laughs> that was like one of my early gigs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, I was like, all right, karaoke. I'm not, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. not my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all can happen. It's a scary place, man. There's nowhere to hide when you're up there. Like, I, I, I remember that, like that gig I was talking about. I remember being like halfway through the first song. And just thinking, mm-hmm. like, fuck, like, when's this over? Like, I need to just get off. Yeah. Like, yeah. And is it any, did you ever do any training for it? Like, for uh, on stage kind of stuff or performance? Um, no, I did a bit of voice training um, yeah. a couple of years ago where I was just like mm-hmm. going going down to a woman in town and doing the odd yeah. singular session. And it helped, it helped me a lot get out of some yeah. bad habits I had. But in terms of mm-hmm. like stage and stuff, man, I just had to do it. But like, I definitely, yeah. you at the start, I definitely drank more than I should have. To, to <laughs> it, like you know? getting blocked to get yeah, on stage I mean, like i'd have to like like drink three three points four points two and now i don't man now i can just go like, now i'm like like I, yeah. I before all this covid stuff man i was working in a bar in town and mm. like sometimes i would like pop into an open mic on the way home from work like, yeah after a shift dead sober and just play it and it's nothing to me yeah. now but like i remember That's back fast. in the day man like i'd be getting the, yeah. the bus down to these things and i'd have like and not in my stomach and everything, you know? But, yeah. But mm. it's kind of a high as well. Like when, when, when yeah. you start getting a little bit better, you're like, okay, this is, I'm glad that I'm doing this now. It makes it even better. Yeah. Man, that's it. Do you think Irish people are a bit more like reserved in that way? Because you see like these Americans and stuff and they'll just get up and they'll fucking yeah. belt it out and they just maybe, don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah, I feel maybe. like Irish people are more like worried about, you know, looking like an Egypt probably. I think so man it's, well it's such a small place like I remember when I first started doing yeah. music I'd feel like awkward walking around town with a guitar on my back in case I saw someone yeah. that I know and just such a, <laughs> such a silly thing you know but I would like no. it, I would be really conscious of it or I'd like yeah. I'd find like the open mics where they have a house guitar so I can just like rock up with yeah. my guitar and just kind of like especially for a country with so many artists and like yeah, such weird, a fucking massive community of music it's yeah. it is strange man but, the, um, the music community is crazy like like i yeah. i've been like involved in like the just from going around open mics and stuff and like the, mm-hmm. the talent is insane yeah. like you wouldn't believe yeah. it like some of these guys just mm-hmm. turn up casual as anything to play like an open mic man, and then you hear the, yeah man this guy's incredible like and they're fucking savage yeah man. yeah it's it's like something we're really good at and again i suppose that comes back to the the competition and to people being like there's so much variety really of acts and they, it's going to be really exciting. I think when we get out of pandemic and people can actually start performing again, man. I think it's so. Gonna be, yeah, I think it'll be a good, a good period. Yeah. So many gigs on, I'd say. And so what's next for you? So you have the EP coming out. That's in July. That, that's Is there a Ju- date? Um, It's going to, it's, 
I think like the twentieth or something is what is what um yeah. we're saying now, but mm-hmm. it could change, man. If everything's not ready, I'll push yeah, it back. Man, you can on. upload this stuff to Spotify two weeks before, you know. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. where you're gonna release it on Spotify. Yeah, I'll do Spotify, Apple Music, um Yeah. I'll do all of them, these or all of these things. But yeah. Spotify is where the action's at me. Yeah. Sick. Sick. And where would you like people to go to find it on Instagram or YouTube? Where's Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, man, I need to build that platform. It's, it's yeah. um, such a YouTube is so important, but it's like yeah. tedious to build it, man. So I'm trying to like get subscribers up on, on that and stuff now. So like YouTube, yeah. Instagram, Spotify, like that, that's where I am. Yeah. Sick, man. And honestly, like, I love the tune so much, man. I've been hawking redemption out of it. Ah, I know man, for I sure it. you're going to be, this EP will be smashing, man. I'm actually buzzing to listen to the whole ah, thing. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> really, and 100%. Thanks for talking to me today. I appreciate oh, yeah, it, man. man. It was great. It was great. Thanks for having me. And I'll, put, I'll catch you soon, man. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, If you'd like to support the podcast, there is a link below to make donations or just click the follow button. Every little helps. You can also purchase my book that we discussed in this, The Man with the Mirror Face, collection of 12 comedic and philosophical short stories about Irish people at the link below. I'd like to know what you think of it. So let me know. Bo.